Thank you for joining us for the Detroit Evening Report Weekends, where, unlike during the week, where we focus on timely news, news of the day, news you can use, instead, on the weekend, we like to spend some time with the people and places that make Detroit special. So today we have with us Hans Lager Jr. I like to say it actually. Hans Lager Jr. Uh, I appreciate that. She puts a little razzle dazzle on it. Yeah, right? I like it. I like it. Yeah. And so our DER listeners will be very familiar with you, but yeah. let's make them a little bit more familiar. Okay. Who is Hans Lager Jr.? Oh, uh, cool, cool. Well, yeah, with that introduction, I, I got to come correct. But yeah, um, um, my name is Hans Lager Jr. I'm originally from New York. So it's, it's cool to be in Detroit because uh, I feel feel like as a foreigner I, I learned so many new things uh, about this about this area that you know you grow up hearing the beautiful history of Motown and um, just the Motor City and yeah so I brought you here today to talk about Filipino food Ooh, nice hmm. okay Dorothy Hernandez was actually one of the original hosts of the Detroit Evening Report here at WDED has a Filipino food project called Sarap Detroit. She's gone on to work at the Detroit News, but she also has this food project. And she was interviewed at WDET during our culture program, Culture Shift, by Ryan Patrick Hooper about Sarap Detroit and a pop-up that's happening at the Framed Bar in Hazel Park. It closes in early June, June 4th. And about her favorite places to get Filipino food in Detroit. Okay. So let's listen. Yeah. There are quite a few places around Metro Detroit. Um, there is a pretty vibrant and close knit Filipino community in Southeast Michigan. Um, but as someone who's not from the area, I moved here a few years ago. I'm from Chicago originally. And one of the reasons why I started Syrup, I didn't know any Filipinos. I didn't really know where to go. I didn't know a lot of people. Uh, this was in 2014, where it seemed like everyone was doing a pop-up, but I didn't see a lot of Filipino pop-ups. And I figured, well, there's an opportunity for us to do a Filipino pop-up because these pop-ups are such great um, platforms to discover different um, cuisines and all the creativity of uh, the different uh, producers and makers and chefs and cooks in the Metro Detroit area. So um, I wanted to bring a little piece of my interpretation of Filipino food to Metro Detroit. And since then, it's been really amazing to see all the new businesses come up. Um, you know, there's Isla in Sterling Heights. They're doing amazing things. There's Ido Ramen. Um, the chef there is Filipino. And he does a lot of different fun things with Filipino food. There's Edamame in Madison Heights. And like the newer businesses, um, I mentioned Isla. There's also um, Jonathan Peregrino. He does uh, JP Makes and Bakes. Um, shout out to him. He does amazing desserts. Dorothy, you touched on something really important, which is that idea of finding community through food. Within Filipino culture, talk about that role that food really plays on that family community scale. Yes, I feel like food is just like the biggest thing um, for Filipinos and culture. Like if you go to somebody's house, they'll ask you if you've eaten and then you'll eat and then you'll eat while you're there. And then when you leave, they'll give you food. Like it's just 
so much food. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that's what I love about it. And when I started the pop-up, like I was saying, I didn't really know a lot of people, but I got to know so many people and they, um, you know, they all came out to support me. Uh, everyone in the, like so many people in the Filipino community and a lot of them have become my friends. Um, there's a, informal group called the Detroit Filipino Supper Club. I got to shout them out too. Let's talk a little bit about the the food itself. For some of these recipes, these flavors, where are they coming from? Is is this meals that you'd be having growing up? I mean, what what are the origins for for some of the stuff that you end up bringing for Syrup Detroit? I first started doing like, you know, you know maybe dishes I grew up with or that are more traditional, like adobo. So they were kind of like... Um, pretty straightforward because I, you know, I always wanted to stay true um, to my culture and pay respect to it um, and not do crazy things. But as the pop-up progressed, um, I was realizing like people really enjoyed um, like the different spins to it because um, I feel like a lot of people love, if they grew up with Filipino food, you know, they love their mom's food or their Lola's food, their grandmother's. Um, and I'm never going to cook better than Lola. Like, I quickly learned, like, um, you know, Lola's food is better. You know, my mom's food is better. She cooks better than me. Um, so I didn't want to, like, do food that people uh, could get at home or somebody's house. So I really started to, like, do, you know, more creative things. Of course, I'll still have the staples. Like we have lumpia because you got to have lumpia. Um, we have pancit, but I, um, I made it vegetarian. And then some of the other dishes, um, I really had fun playing with this menu because we wanted it to be shareable. We wanted it to be, you know, kind of fun because it's in a bar. Um, so we have a lot of like different um, snacks. It's called puletan. Um, that's like um, drinking food. Um, we have something called it's uh, kinilau um, that is raw fish uh, cured in vinegar. Um, and we have a beef tartare. That's not something you would usually have uh, at a Filipino restaurant per se, but um, we put a Filipino spin on it by using um, like Filipino seasonings like soy sauce and calamansi uh, and then serving it with pan de sal, which is um, a, a bread roll, but we make it into like crostini. Yum. <laughs> I think you, you said something really important. Like you didn't want to go crazy with it. You didn't want to modify some of these traditional dishes to a point where they weren't recognizable. Yeah, I think that's such a great point. Uh, a lot of times this question of authenticity comes up and, you know, I, everyone has like their idea of what authentic is. And I think a lot of people will think, well, it's not authentic because uh, it's not how my mom makes it. But the Philippines is 7,000 islands. Like if you went to somebody's house in a different uh, province, like they're not gonna make adobo that the way your mom makes it. Does it make it less authentic? The Philippines um, draws from so many different influences, um, you know, trade with China. That's why we have a lot of soy sauce. That's why we have a lot of noodles. Um, that's why we have egg rolls. Um, and then when um, the Spaniards colonized the Philippines, they brought a lot of their influences as well. Another obvious influence is um, the U.S. Like when um, the military was there, um, you know, they brought spam and we have wholeheartedly embraced that. So I think that's uh, what I love about Filipino food is just the creativity and innovation. Like um, we have all these influences, but we made it our own. So that's kind of like what... 
uh, kind of guides me when I try to come up with like interesting things for the menu. Because um, like I said, I don't want to do stuff that uh, maybe people are used to um, or you can get at home because um, I want them to, you know, uh, experience something new. What is your favorite thing on this menu that if people are coming and they're, they're getting one dish, let's say, what would you want them to get? I don't know. I feel like if you're going to come, the crispy pata is probably the thing that you want to get. So it's um, a deep fried uh, pork leg and uh, it's going to be like a pretty big pork leg. I, I love Korean barbecue. Um, so I love like making like the lettuce wraps. So I kind of uh, borrowed <laughs> Korean barbecue <laughs> to like, so like you'll take the lettuce and you put the rice and then you put the crispy pata, which will be like crispy on the outside, but uh, nice and tender on the inside and make like a little uh, lettuce wrap. So um, I think uh, if you want to get something, they're all good, but I feel like I want to highlight that one because I think um, I think a lot of people will be excited about that one. I'm excited about it. That was Dorothy Hernandez from Syrup, Detroit. She was being interviewed by Ryan Patrick Hooper from Culture Shift and WDET. And she has, Syrup, Detroit, has this Filipino food pop-up at Framed Bar in Hazel Park that ends on June 4th. And so uh, we're going to just run down. Like, this is ready to get into some Filipino food if you're as hungry as I am. I'm ready. (laughs) Ready? So Wednesdays, 5 p.m. to 10. Thursday, Friday, Saturdays, 5 p.m. to 11. Mm. Sundays, 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. And this ends on June 4th. Sarap Detroit. Filipino food. I got to make plans to go. I'm so ready. Yeah, Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny because... Coming to Detroit, you have an idea of what's already there, you know, just from being an outsider. But I didn't realize how many different cultures were here. And it was due to the discovery of the different foods that were offered here that I was like, okay, Detroit is more than meets the eye. Yeah, I think that's why this is an important project. I think we don't always have that sense of ourselves as a really diverse place. We can be really monochromatic, and it is through the food that we learn about ourselves as well. For sure, yeah. And and I think it's funny because she brought up how um, she, like, she, probably, she probably felt that way when she first came here because she's not originally from Detroit and how she used food to find that part of Detroit that she didn't know about beforehand. Um, so I think it's interesting how not only, you know, is, is this food just something that's, you know, people enjoy and, and, and eat, but it could bring communities together and even fi- have somebody find their own community, you know? Yeah, I think that's amazing. And that's also, it makes me really excited about um, all of the things that we don't think about. For sure. When we think about who Detroit is and what you can eat in Detroit. That too. I was taking some notes. Think, well, you know, things that I will <laughs> just repeat it. Yeah, but, as they were saying all the restaurants, I was just like, all right, they're, they're speaking too fast. I was trying to write down all of them as, as much as possible. My, my stomach was literally growling throughout the, throughout the whole time. Yeah. yeah. It's really interesting, too, because she was talking about both. And in that list, you're talking about uh, Filipino restaurants, but also Filipino food people. Yeah. You know, people who were, you know, maybe it's not a Filipino restaurant, but you've got a Filipino chef or, you you know, it's Filipino inspired or there might be Filipino elements for on sure. the menu. For sure. And so it sounds like that, you know, there's still lots of room for us to grow and I support a Filipino food. A, a thousand percent. And, and even like, you know, you, you sharing about the whole influences 
this part. I think it's, it's cool to see how different people experience food from a certain culture. She said there's about 7,000 Filipino, uh, Filipino um, islands, right? Um, islands in the Philippines. And, you know, with 7,000 islands, of course, you're going to have different people putting a remix on, like, on, on your favorite dish that, that you think could only be made this way. My mom makes it this way. It can only be made <laughs> this way. Then, boom, you meet somebody else who, you know, comes from the same culture but makes us a, a slightly different way. You know what I mean? I think, I think that's all, all, also interesting. Another, another thing I wanted to bring up up was how like I, personally like food brings up memories right I think one of the reasons why uh, it's cool to have food and community connect because you can legit just reminisce and and re- refer to a time see how like you know two people who may have the same culture but grew up in different areas how they had similar experience because of the food that you know their parents gave them you know so I, I think um, yeah Dorothy definitely uh, hit it on the head with, with, when, she, when she spoke about that because it even brought me back to, to my own like uh, memories of you know Haitian food. I'm, I'm Haitian, and, and anytime you know you meet somebody who who makes a certain dish a different way, it's always interesting to see um, like the memories that are attached to that. It's also interesting to think about the elements that cross cultures and like move yeah. across entire regions. You know, she. You talk about the influence of coconut. You talk about yeah. the influence of the spam. The spam. <laughs> I know. I always make a note of yeah. when people talk about spam recipes. Yeah. I will try any spam recipe. Really, I'm okay. willing to be converted. <laughs> I'll try Good. it every Good. time. They're, they're, you can do a lot with spam. You know I, what hear I mean, you. spam is 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 very versatile. Very I'll try versatile. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Yeah. I'll try it. Okay. Good. Good. I, know, I haven't been. Uh... Like my dad puts spam in his eggs. Like he chops it up and puts it in, in his eggs and stuff. And I've so anytime I would mention that to other people, they're like, "Well, you put spam in your eggs," and but they put, they use spam a different way. So when she brought up spam, spam, it made me think about my dad. And you know, he he swears he makes the best eggs and like his secret ingredients is the spam. So yeah, so she's not lying. She's not okay. lying. Yeah. I'll try it. Yeah. Tell Dad I'll try it. <laughs> All right, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Thank you, Hearns Legas Jr., for spending time with us this weekend. And thank you, dear listener, for joining us on the Detroit Evening Report Weekends. I'm Sasha Ryan, and you can catch us during the week for the news you can use. And as always, if there's something happening in your neighborhood you think we should know about, or something you think we should be eating, (laughs) drop us a line at Detroit Evening Report at WDET. We'll see you Monday.